This morning on the third hour of today, honoring the Queen, people lining up for miles for their chance to pay respects to Queen Elizabeth II as we get a sense for what the future may hold for Princes William and Harry, once again side by side in grief. We're live in London with the latest. Then our Consumer Confidential, going inside the housing market with soaring mortgage rates and rising rent, how to make sure we can make the right decisions for our families. And our series, Generation Next, a young CEO who is in the driver's seat of her own rideshare company that's unlike anything else on the road. Today, Thursday, September 15th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everyone. You're watching the third hour of today. We've got the whole group back together again. That was quick, right? Oh. Usually I feel like it, it's a long stretch, yeah. but yeah, let's fall. we're back together yeah. again. Um, of course, we are keeping all our focus over in London. Um, right now, thousands of people are waiting in line around the clock. Wow. Look at these lines. They just want to pay their respects to the Queen, Elizabeth II. Uh, in fact, Queen lying in state right now inside Westminster Hall. She's going to be there until Monday morning, the day of her funeral. Take a look at this. This is very interesting. There's a, a tracker online oh, that shows goodness. how long the line is. Four and a half miles. More long. than four, almost four, four and a half miles. That's amazing. Uh, along that line, we've got today senior international correspondent, Keir Simmons. He's there. So, Keir, give us a sense what the scene is like at Westminster Hall over the last... 24 hours and, and what new details about the the queen's funeral can you let us in on well you know al alive you can see behind me there those folks are just moments away from being able to walk into westminster hall and pay those last respects they are the people who've been waiting for all of those hours and the line you're right it's extraordinary it goes along the river across the bridge and then along the other side of the river just snaking right the way through london but you know people say al that the queen who gave her life to service well frankly this is little to give to say thank you uh, to her and then you're right al we are just hearing news of the funeral on monday 2000 guests at westminster abbey which is not far from here uh, either. Everything happening in this kind of part of royal London, as, as they like to call it. And a little bit of news too about that. We are going to see the king, but also William and Harry walking in that procession with the coffin as it, it's transferred from uh, the Palace of Westminster behind me uh, to the Abbey. So once again, uh, William and Harry uh, together. And you know, it's amazing, isn't it? It's a, it's a week now since the Queen died. Uh, before that week, we were talking about the, the rifts between them. Is it possible? Is it possible that what we're seeing is some healing right now? You really hope so. Hope so. You really hope so. And Kier, talk more about the Queen's casket. I know there is a lot of significance with how it's dressed. There is, you know, but let me tell you about what people are saying in that line behind me when they walk into that, that Westminster Hall, and you've heard it already, 900 years of history, incredible history, built uh, by the son of William the Conqueror, so for an ancestor, long, long ancestor of the Queen herself. People say they walk in, they see the, the royal standard uh, draped over uh, that casket, the imperial crown with almost 3,000 uh, diamonds mm. encrusted. It, there is a word that we use a lot, Majestic. 
it is well used here, perhaps the, the most appropriate use of that word majestic yeah. uh, that has ever been, because you, you, you walk in, you're, you're high up, you're looking down, uh, the hall is enormous, it's medieval, and there is the queen in all that colour, in all her glory, uh, there lying in state, and, and people silence, and then people bowing and curtsying and, and doing... It's private moments for every person in that very public place. Hey, isn't it? hey Kier, real quick, does that does that crown stay with her or does it go somewhere else? That's a great question. It was with her for her coronation, and of course, it will be with King Charles. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying this. <laughs> Monarchists watching may correct me if I'm wrong a bit, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that you'll see that at the coronation of King Charles mm -hmm. when that happens. That's that same crown. Wow. Thank you, Thank you so much. Interesting. On the other side of the river there, uh, the Queen's solemn procession to Westminster Hall. Another chance for a public to see grandsons Prince William and Prince Harry walking side by side, united in their grief. Molly Hunter on the other side of the river from where Keir was just a few moments ago. She's got a little bit more on what's next for the brothers. Molly, good morning to you. Hey guys, good morning to you. That's right. We'll get to the brothers in just a second, but that's exactly right. We are a cup about an hour before uh, this line gets to here and it is it is solemn. Of course, it's also a little bit celebratory. It's a little bit rambunctious. People are meeting friends in line. People are excited about what they're about to witness united that this is such a big deal. I do want to take you up, though, to an event that happened this morning. We did see the new Prince and Princess of Wales, Kate and Will up at Sandringham Estate. Of course, that is where the family spent every Christmas usually with the Queen and there are huge crowds up there you guys they were greeting well-wishers uh, looking at tributes and accepting condolences on behalf of the family take a look this country's favorite royal brothers doing their best to make sure the focus stays on their beloved grandmother walking side by side wednesday though the two brothers are now looking at drastically different futures william the new prince of wales now next in line to the throne and with his wife kate they're now the two most popular members of the royal family I think even with Charles on the throne, William will have a much bigger role. I think it's going to be more of a double act, the Charles monarchy, uh, than his mother's was. So you can see just in the last week, Harry, as far as the royal family is concerned, is less significant. And after this is all over, Harry and Meghan will return to California, far from this week's pomp and circumstance. Yesterday, the couples, alongside their whole family, all the Queen's children and grandchildren, united in grief. And inside Westminster Hall, the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan, and Princess of Wales, Kate, seemingly closer, at least physically, than they've been in years. Meghan wearing a pair of classic pearl and diamond studs, a gift from Queen Elizabeth from their first engagement, just the two of them, back in 2018. And Kate wearing a brooch that belonged to the Queen and earrings that were once Princess Diana's. On Saturday, we were there when William, Kate, Harry and Meghan surprised the crowds of well-wishers at Windsor Castle. It's just, just terrific. It's just so nice to see all four together and just, yeah, it was brilliant. The crowd turned joyful. It almost felt like the so-called Fab Four from back in 2018. And though their children haven't been seen this week, the focus always on the next generation, George, Louis, and Charlotte, with the new name Wales taking their place as the children of the future king, and little Archie and Lilibet also moving up a place in the royal line of succession, unclear if they'll earn the title HRH. And when they return to America, Meghan has her new podcast, Prince Harry still rumored to be publishing his own book before the year's end.
But in the days before Queen Elizabeth's state funeral on Monday, a truce, it seems, of sorts, their grandmother, even in death, still bringing the brothers together. Now, guys, big question, of course, will we see all four of them together again? Will we see Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, even without Will and Kate at some point? Uh, we don't know. They are not in the schedule at this point. A reminder that that big reunion that we were at on Saturday at Windsor Castle, that was unannounced. The crowds did not know they were coming. It was a big surprise. So will we see something like that again? Maybe. There are a lot of opportunities between now and the funeral, especially if all four of them head into Westminster Hall, which is just across the river from me, uh, together to pay their respects to the Queen. So all of that might happen. All right, Molly. Good information. Molly, thank you. All right, now let's bring in Sky News anchor and NBC News contributor Wilfred Frost from Buckingham Palace with more insight on the royal family. Wilfred, good morning to you. Good morning. I feel like we've talked so much about everything else except the queen at the, or the king at this point, our new king. It was reported that King Charles III took a day totally understandable to pause at his Highgrove home um, in Gloucestershire. Uh, before we get to the rest of the weekend's events and the funeral, how do you think he's holding up through all of this? It's a lot. Oh, it is. It's an awful lot, uh, as you rightly say. And yeah, he's uh, taking a, a day's rest and have a night at his uh, home in Gloucestershire Highgrove. And that can be totally, totally uh, understandable, of course. He's traveled 1,500 miles this week, which is quite a feat uh, across our uh, small country. And uh, I think everyone expects that this is uh, needed just for a little bit of rest. Now, while there aren't any uh, more processions or services over the next couple of days, he is back to work tomorrow, traveling uh, to Wales as part of that Four Nations tour uh, that uh, he arranged himself. It was his idea to try and endear himself to the public, uh, something he will have to do every single day of the rest of his uh, reign. I would just say as well, yesterday at the procession, it was great to see him standing in line with his three siblings, not in front of them, uh, balancing this this different sets of roles that he has this week. He's the new king, but he's also a sibling, a family member grieving the loss of his mother. And, and Wilfred, as he takes up that tour, in all likelihood, he's going to be reigning over a, a much different kingdom, given the, the pretty good possibility that a number of English commonwealths and territories have been talking about independence from the crown. How do you think he's going to navigate that? Well, it's, it's a very tough part of, uh, of, of his uh, task ahead, no doubt about it. But I would say they're probably expecting it. Don't forget that the Queen's father was head of state of over 50 countries. By the time uh, the Queen passed, uh, she was head of state of just 15. So I think it's already expected that the number of countries where the sovereign is head of state would continue to shrink. And I think they've expected that for a long time. The, the Queen spoke about it every single decade, that they only want to be head of state where they're wanted. Mm. He will try and make sure he is still wanted, but if he isn't, he understands it. And again, the, the focus for him will be probably domestic and trying to ensure the status quo maintains here in the UK. All right, Wilfred Frost, thanks so much for the insight. And we'll, we'll chat again, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Wilfred. Yep. All right, just ahead, we are going to take a turn. We're going to talk about the housing market. Should you buy? Should you rent? We are helping answer that question in our Consumer Confidential, which move is the right one for your family? And then in Food for Thought, when sunsets, the fun begins. We are going to visit the largest night market in the country that's bringing a taste of Asian culture to the U.S. We'll be right back. Nice. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty Narrator here from the Who Smarted Podcast. 
Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops on. TVs streaming. Game console console. Smart thermostat set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera. Oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go. You are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. So we all know it's a tough real estate market out there. Inventory low, mortgage rates highest they've been in 14 years. So this morning on our Consumer Confidential, we want to help whether you're buying, selling, or renting. So here to share her expertise is Stephanie Birkin, a real estate broker and president of R New York. Good morning, Steph. Good morning. So first of all, let's, let's, whether we're in a recession or not, what is a recession? Okay. A recession is when there is a declining GDP, a gross domestic product, Mm -hmm. for two straight quarters. And you know what? We've been through that already in 2022. Uh So where the housing market is right now, we're in a reset. We're in a cooling off, more corrective period. Interest rates are up. Monthly payments are up. Mm -hmm. So housing prices have to come down, but they're still low inventory. So it's transacting. So we don't really know. Did we go through a recession? Are Mm -hmm. we recessing right now? Are we about to go into one? You don't really know. So it's not really a definitive thing right now. Right. We're not really sure, but we just want to equip people with what to do from a housing perspective. so, So given that interest rates are so high, The question everybody wants to know right off the bat, do I rent right now or do I buy? Okay, it's the perfect question and one that I get daily, yeah. And the answer is you have to really understand your financial picture and the affordability of buying and owning a home, right? We have to shift people's mindset a little bit. We had a really good long run with low interest rates. Really, really low interest rates. Really low interest rates. So these interest rates, while they'll still fluctuate, they're sort of here to stay. Mm -hmm. And I don't want people thinking to buy a home and then rates are going to drop immediately. And also think about it's a really personal decision. Where are you in your life? Are you ready to settle down and go into Mm -hmm. something more permanent? Right. It's an appreciating asset, but it takes some time. Or do you want to move next year than renting? And then how long are you going to stay? Exactly. So if you're thinking of saying five to seven years, maybe buying is for you. If you Mm -hmm. think you're going to pick up and move in a year and your needs are going to shift, probably rent for right now. That's good advice. Okay, so on that note, can you talk about some tips then um, you can use to get the best out of your interest rate? Yeah. So, Chanel, I say marry that you marry the home but you date the rate oh. when you buy a property you are married to that price you pay okay but the rates they fluctuate sure so just because you buy a home at six percent if they drop slightly you ditch that higher one uh. you date that lower one and you refinance okay and you also really need to just like dating explore all your options okay. people love a 30-year fixed it feels safe and conservative your rates don't change for 30 years mm-hmm. think about asking about an adjustable rate mortgage an really? arm a 10-year arm do you want to know why why it's less expensive the rate is usually lower the term of a loan is usually less than 10 years most people move between four and six years sometimes okay, so seven and you're just saving money over the life of your loan okay and one other thing that i think is so important 
have your pre-approval match your offer letter. Okay. So don't show them all your cards. If you're about to buy a home, only show them what you can finance up to to your offer. If you show them the maximum you can finance, they'll that's come back true. and they'll say, then you can that. pay more. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Did we good do all steps. of them? Yes, we did. Okay. So, Steph, if someone who's watching or listening, if they are thinking about selling their home, yes. what do they need to know? Okay, so sellers need to reset their expectations, and they need to price appropriately. Okay. They are targeting a very price sensitive buyer. And if you want to drum up interest and activity at your property, you have to be priced properly. And I think the best concession a seller can offer right now is called a mortgage rate buy down, which is the seller pays a chunk of money up front and that buys the rate down. So the buyer's rate is lower so that their monthly payments will be lower. It's a more attractive purchase in its totality for the buyer. Seller sort of takes care of those higher rates buys it down for the buyer. Buyer has a lower interest rate, lower monthly payments, so can afford the house. Never heard of this mortgage rate buy down until now. Yeah, Yeah. all right, so for the renters out there, there's not that much on the market to rent, so rents are kind of high. So what do renters need to keep in mind? Okay, so renters, and there's a lot of us out there, Mm -hmm. and they're through the roof, and the escalations are through the roof. So the first thing is, I know it's not a super exciting document. You have to read the lease. You have to know your rights, Mm -hmm. know when a landlord can access, know what happens if you want to do some work, and have a personal relationship with the landlord. Mm -hmm. Reach out to them. Have be respectful. You're on the same team. They'll be more more amenable with escalating that rent, right? And also, the last thing, too, okay, when it talks about doing work, you have to deliver the home in the condition that you found it. So don't, if you're only having a one-year lease, don't pour tons of money right. into wallpaper and paint and lighting, but you're just going to have to pour all that money in. Fixed mortgages, yes. 15, rate, 15 year versus 30. It just means when it's fixed, it's how long that rate is fixed for. So it's it won't change until the 16th year or the 31st year. But most people don't stay in their homes for 30 years yeah. or even 15 years. So think about an adjustable rate where a 10-year arm mm-hmm. Your, your rate is fixed for 10 years. It only yeah. changes that 11. If you know you're That's going to move. Did, but I'm coming up on my 10th year soon, so like, like, ah, I'm getting a little bit nervous. Or, or, yeah. if, they, or if rates drop, just refinance. Yes, I know. Thank I'm thinking you, about Steph. all that. Stephanie, yeah, thank you so much. Me. So helpful as always. All right. And Food for Thought coming up next. A growing trend across the country that borrows from an old tradition in Asia. We are going to show you all the fun and the food at the biggest night market in the United States. Then later, meet the young CEO in charge of a different kind of rideshare company helping people and the planet. We'll be right back. We're back with our series Food for Thought and a look at a part of Asian culture that's on the rise here in the U.S. Night markets are all about fun, friends, and most importantly, food. And our friend Jacob Soveroff has a look at one of the biggest ones. Good morning. What's up, you guys? This is so cool. This is going on uh, going on out in L.A. Everybody's talking about it out at home. The numbers tell the story of the 626 night market. It started back in L.A., 60 vendors in 2012. It's now grown to 350 vendors, 30,000 seasonal visitors each night wow. at its California venues. There are other cities, too, New York, Chicago, Philly, Portland. They all host these celebrations of Asian food and culture. Take a look. People love food, so food is such a unifier of all cultures and all people. The 626 Night Market in Los Angeles is a melting pot of Asian dishes. We have our barbecue squid. Um, we make a pork belly bun, which is a Taiwanese street food. General Manager Patricia Wong says the 626 Night Market has been a runaway success since it started in 2012. 
In Asia, the night markets are a really big part of the nightlife. With family, with friends, you shop, eat, shop, eat. And now everyone wants to join the party. Every year it was just like, wow, we just hit 50,000 people. Wow, we just hit 60, we just hit 100,000 people. And so the growth is pretty organic. In Los Angeles, the event takes up an entire racetrack. Other markets in New York, Portland, Philadelphia, and Chicago also modeled their events after the famous night markets in Taiwan. I'm Taiwanese, so this is kind of like a very nostalgic for me. David Pan's Bobaful tent turns out hundreds of cups of boba tea each night. Many vendors, like artisan noodle chef Robert Lee, whose bang bang noodles often have the longest lines, make their living as full-time pop-ups. I started Bang Bang Noodles as a street food um, experience. So I need to bang it so it kind of gives me a better uh, textured noodle. I wanted to figure out some kind of food that would bring community together. Social media put the markets on the map and continues to be a huge driver of crowds. It's going to be my first time trying Wagyu beef, so I thought I'd post about it. Over time, we started to have more of Instagrammable foods, of creative foods, and that was uh, a trend that was happening. Social media can make or break a vendor when they first debut at the night market. Anthony and Larissa use garlic bread. Number 60! It's a recipe Anthony tried in Taiwan. Your order is ready! And it's one of the first things you smell at the market. They made a TikTok for us on our very first weekends. Um, we didn't really expect much out of it, but it blew up instantly. <laughs> Some vendors use the event as a test market for fusion foods, like ramen burgers, poke nachos, shrimp sliders, and mochi malasadas. So it's going to be uh, the traditional Chinese buns. So instead, the insides are going to be pizza filling. And for new ideas, like bauza. We have like barbecue chicken, pepperoni, margarita, Italian sausage, and you can either get it the traditionally steamed version, or we actually deep fry them. Number 30, 31, 35. And other vendors like Esther Kang, whose entire family brings the Lucky Ball Korean barbecue to the market, stick to the tried and true recipes from their grandmas. My grandmother was a big um, cook in Korea. Like she loved cooking for the whole neighborhood. All our items here are uh, homemade recipes. Patricia says the markets have become a post-pandemic staple of community and a buffer against recent upticks of anti-Asian crime and sentiment. No matter what is happening politically, we will still celebrate our culture, celebrate our food, and for all of us to get together and still celebrate life. I don't know about you, but my mouth is watering. Bang, bang noodles, Bang, baby. bang noodles. Uh, most of the night markets are going to wrap up all of their events this oh. fall in the crowds. They showed up last at the last 66 night market of the summer, despite, by the way, it was so hot. Al knows. Oh, yeah. Dylan oh, knows. Yes. The crippling Very heat. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing so place. Oh, I, so I would love some samples. <laughs> uh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Next time, bring something bring back. Let's go to the New York yeah, one. Exactly. Okay. We could hit that up. Jacob, thank you. Okay, you guys. All right, coming up, a young CEO who is driven to make a difference in the world how she created her own rideshare company and why it's so different from all the other ones out there. And then later in Shop All Day, we're refreshing every room in the house, including the kitchen, with the ultimate tool for multitaskers. Yikes. We'll be right back. Ooh, I like that. Well, today marks the beginning of Hispanic Heritage Month, and this morning we are shining a light on a member of Generation Next, a young CEO who found 
some success in the startup world. NBC's Morgan Radford went for a ride with her. This is a cool story. Uh, yeah, and talk about success. Not just little success, yeah. big success and doing something new. So we got a chance to sit down with Raven Hernandez to talk about how she became the founder of an all-electric rideshare company, one of the first in the nation. And we also wanted to find out what advice she has for the next generation of Latinas hoping to enter the tech world on their own terms. 27-year-old Raven Hernandez has always been driven. So I heard these things go pretty fast. They do. Oh! <laughs> now she's in the driver's seat. It's getting back a little bit of charge. As the founder and CEO of an all-electric rideshare company called Earthrides. When was your first time in an electric vehicle ever, period? Ever that I drove was 2018. Just four years ago. Just four years ago, and now we are showing EVs and highlighting them all over the country. In 2020, Raven took her passion into overdrive. Hi, I'm Raven Hernandez, founder and CEO of Earthrise. And founded the first rideshare company in the U.S. to offer an all-electric fleet of vehicles. We don't market ourselves as just an eco-friendly company. For us, it's really important about the safety and the quality of the rides. The majority of our passengers, they're looking for something better. A lot of people who get started in this space, they have some connection to, to financing or venture mm. capital firms. Did you have any of that? I had hustle. Uh, <laughs> my mother and my grandmother were both single mothers. They uh, taught themselves English. You know, they, they really hustled for everything they had. And I think that grit allows me to be where I'm at today. But you had to sort of open your own doors to get there, it sounds like. It's definitely opening a lot of doors. I mean, it's knocking, right? It's knocking on as many doors as possible and seeing which ones are going to open. And not every room is meant for you. A journey she started as the child of immigrants growing up in Nashville, Tennessee. My family is from Panama uh, in a town called Santiago. You know, it's, it's amazing and it's beautiful just to see how far we've come along in three generations. But like all journeys, this one had its turns. I had no idea this was in my future. I'm a licensed attorney, but along the way, I saw this opportunity to bring clean technology to communities that don't normally see it. Where did you find the drive? I mean, when I think about a hard day at work, I, I know that I, I have it way easier than my mother or my abuela ever did. I mean, my grandmother left her jungle and where she lived at 10 years old to go find work and support her family. And so when I think about getting to be in spaces like this with you, I mean, it's, it's humbling and it, it just makes me uh, fuel my own fire to keep going. A fire that's helped the company expand from its home base in Nashville to three cities, serving more than 300,000 passengers to date. An accomplishment that's even more remarkable given the state of the industry, where women currently make up less than 30% of the clean energy workforce and Latino founders accounted for just over 2% of all venture capital funding last year. A moment ago, you described having to knock on doors and that sometimes the rooms weren't always intended for you. When you got to those rooms, did you see other Latinas or Latinos? Not often, and so getting to be the first Latina in the room as an entrepreneur showing up in this space on behalf of my family and everyone else in the community, it's quite a load, and I always think about that and understand that I'm not the last, right? I might be the first, but I'm definitely not the last. Bringing others on a journey that's just beginning. Focus on what makes you uniquely you. Find strength in what makes you different, and then run into that room and knock that door down. 
Very cool, right? Look, as another example of how far that company has come, Raven says she started out funding it all with her own money, even maxing out her credit cards. Well, now she says they've raised $2 million in outside funding thus far. And the rideshare market is following suit, making a really big shift towards electric vehicles. In fact, just this morning, Uber announced it is aiming to be fully electric by 2030. Oh, wow. She's ahead of the curve. She's ahead of the curve, so to speak. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. By the way, we have. I haven't seen you since you announced. You know, yeah. So congrats. Uh, baby, baby Radford. Yeah. yeah. Congrats. Radford Williams, I should say. You look great. How you feel? Thank you. I feel great. Oh, I, I feel great. I feel ready to rumble. Oh, yeah. So happy. Thank That's you. Right. Sweet second trimester. Yes. Thanks. Yes. Exactly. Good stuff. All right, coming up, it's shop all day from clearing the clutter to kicking back in your favorite chair. We have some oh, great oh, ideas oh. to give your home a fall refresh. We'll be right back. All right. That's convenient. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the True Crime Original. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. We are back with another edition of Shop All Day. The seasons, they're a changing, so it's a great... Do you want to lift you up? Yeah. Oh, oh, the seasons are changing, so it's a great time to refresh your home, whether you want to sit back and watch football or just declutter your space. Shop Today editorial director Adriana Brock is here with a sneak peek of today's episode, and you can scan the QR code to see these picks as we go through them. Adriana, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Long time no see. I have way too much kids art in my house, and it's just taking over the refrigerator. So much kid art, and this is a clever solution mm -hmm. to keep it all together, not just organized, but also make it look nice. This is a little yes. gallery-style frame yeah. that opens up, and you keep the extras back there. You keep it ex the extras back here. So it's like storage for the school oh, year, all the yeah, art. It hangs on the wall. And it hangs on that's the wall, really nice. horizontal, vertical. And the magnetic opening makes it easy. Oh, so it's just slide it. it out. Exactly. Oh, that you is swap a it really out. Good it's under idea. $25. And it looks Very nice. Clean. I yeah, was super just pretty. Looking inside my water bottle today, and, the and I was like, was oh my growing. God, this is disgusting. <laughs> okay, I bought these and I tried it because, and I used it on a clean, um, one of those stainless steel double insulated ones. And the stuff that came out was really scary. Really? Um, so how does you can it work? never get them as clean as you want to because a lot of them aren't dishwasher safe, these uh -huh. reusable bottles. So this little tablet, you throw it in for 15 to 20 minutes with warm water, and you're going to watch it fizz up, uh -huh. and it cleans all that gunk out, all those the buildup. Like you know, exactly. And sometimes, you know, it gets that weird smell, the bottles. Yeah. This works, is going to get rid of it. And it it's, works in coffee containers as well? Exactly. Oh, you yeah. could use it on ceramic, plastic, How or stainless steel. How often you do this for your bottles? 
honestly, like you could do it once a week okay. and you get a pack of 12 for $8. Oh, it's a really great value. Nice. Clean. Yes. Cool. Very cool. What I do we have this. here? Okay. So this is a unique gadget. I really like it because I love a one sheet pan recipe for mm -hmm. dinner or lunch or just get everything in one pan. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do that on the stovetop, this is a great oh. solution. It's a pan that's divided into three sections mm -hmm. and it's designed to evenly heat everything quickly and fast so that you can get a meal done in one pan. So you can do this to whip up a meal for you and Deborah. Oh, that's right. Or a little bit of breakfast. You can yeah. fit your empty you can, you're you're talking about smaller that's right. meals. There's a little exactly. egg here, bacon there. A little bit of bacon. Yeah. And seems sad. And, and, <laughs> seems why is that sad? He's so little, happy. He's what? loving it. I don't know. Yeah, when you can, oh, talk to me in 20 years. <laughs> See how sad you are. <laughs> I look no, pretty you guys, happy. It's easy and it's less dishes to do. Uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. This is pretty clever. We could use this in my house. Okay, so if you have a two-story home or you have steps around the house, this is great to, you know how you leave stuff at the bottom of the staircase or at the top to bring up and down? Hoping someone else will bring it when they go upstairs, but they never do. genius, right? Yes, but then you get a pile of stuff and no one ever brings it up or down. So now it's organized. Now it's stays there. It's exactly what would happen in No, because it has these handles. Nobody's still going to bring The suitcase has handles and it still stays at the bottom of the stairs. No, but it's really great. It keeps everything organized and hopefully saves you a couple trips. That's great. It's really kids. Now, Dad, I put it in the basket. I said, take it upstairs. It's in the basket to go upstairs. Oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> and then you want to sit around the, in the old chair and watch TV? This is out yeah, okay. chair. I love this because you know there's that one part of the couch or living room that doesn't have a table nearby oh, for yeah, your yeah. drink or yes. your remote. This thing is genius because it clips onto the armrest of your couch or chair. So if you're like me and you're watching football all day on Sunday, yeah. it's genius. Uh, uh, it's a little clip-on table, yeah. and you could fit your drink. You fit your phone, so. a little oh, bit of popcorn. Really cool. And then what's really clever is when you're not using it, mm -hmm. it folds down flat. So it's super easy, and you, you just you, clip it on. You know anywhere. what else works that's even cheaper? What? So, Dow, can you grab me a bit out of the oh, fridge? Oh, my gosh. Son, can you grab me the remote? Right, like but you know when you're, when you're sipping you bring me it? The phone? Yeah. When the commanders are the losing, right there. slowly <laughs> sipping it. Like, this, is great. this is a good idea. <laughs> Would you like these are great. Down? Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Adriana. King, King Al. King the Al. New coronation. Um, be sure to check out Shop All Day Home Refresh. It's streaming today at 10 a.m. on Today All Day. Well, third hour of today will be right back. Keep going. Keep going. That's fine. Tomorrow on the third hour of today, Grammy winners Little Big Town. They'll join us live to perform one of their classics. Hey, coming up on Hoda and Jenna, Oscar winner Viola Davis on her new movie, The Woman nice. Gang. And remember, watch today anytime over on our streaming channel, Today All Day. You can even catch our full broadcast starting at 2 p.m. Eastern every weekday. Just head to Today All Day, the streaming channel on Peacock or your smart TV. We will see you back here tomorrow. Have a fantastic Thursday. Bye-bye.